Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to On the Mic with Ray White, where we share life lessons, encourage self-reflection, and equip you to take action. My name is Ray White, and I am juiced that you're taking the time to listen to this episode today. And this episode is a very special one. It's a fun one that I got to do with some really close friends of mine that I consider brothers. We did a group Zoom podcast. We step in the game up a little bit here on, on the Michael Three White. So you're going to hear some additional voices on this podcast. Spencer Britton, Bubba Lemon, and Mikey Lemon, three friends of mine from my college days when we played football together. We decided to hop on the mic during this social distancing time and just chop it up and have a good time. And this episode is actually really fitting because... One of the main elements we talk through is just how we have stayed friends over the last 10 years. And we're in this social distance time. We're in this space where we can't really be in physical contact with people, but yet we are still finding ways to stay connected. And I just feel like, hey, why not produce an episode out there? Why not have an episode where we talk about how do we still maintain positive relationships and great relationships? whether through time or through distance. So that's why I'm excited. You got some wisdom coming from these fellas on this podcast. You're going to hear quite a bit about just the relationships and how we stayed together as friends, some encouragement to sustain you during this time, and a whole lot of laughter, which hopefully will help you carry you through this week. So take a listen to this episode. But before we get there, be sure to follow the on the mic with ray white podcast at otm podcast as well as at ray Devante on all social accounts be sure you find those things there take a screenshot let me know what you're listening let me know what your favorite parts are and you're going to go ahead and i will plug the social links to mikey spencer and bubba all in the show notes as well so you can check out their work you can follow them Give them props, tag them, let them know that you've been listening and, and let also let us know what you got out of this episode as well. So let's go ahead and dive into this episode titled We Stay Connected featuring the fellas. Share this episode with others and let me know what you think. What's up, everybody? Happy to have y'all here on the podcast. I'm super excited. I got my friends with me. We don't have a name for this yet, but we're just going ahead and jump on right in. So we're going to do some introductions so everybody knows who's in the crew. The crew. We will keep it at that. Who's in the crew? We'll go ahead and start with you, Spence. Spence, who are you? What's going on, man? Oh, SB88. SB88. Spence B, a.k.a. Silky Smooth. Um, coming to you live from uh, the great uh, Teak Town, Manteca, California. All right. All right. That's what's up. Well, let's go with Mikey. Mikey, who are you? I'm time. Oh, Mikey Lemon. Bubba Lemon's little brother. If you look in one of these other boxes, the guy with the glasses, that's Bubba Lemon. That's my <laughs> aspiration. That's my role model. That's the guy. That's the guy. I'm his little brother. Uh, I'm here that's to the, the guy. That is that's the guy. Do I even need it? Is this the one? You're talking about this guy right here. Bubba got his stuff together. I'm just saying. Okay, all right. Well, let's uh Bubba, your turn, I guess. Well, we know who I am. There it is. Thank you. Pops <laughs> up. Lime time right there. Gonna give a shout out. Appreciate that. But Bubba, Mikey's older brother, Ray's older brother, Spencer's older brother. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I claim Two Spencer scoops. Yet. <laughs> scoop scoop. <laughs> scoop. Big brother of the crew. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Hey, super excited to actually get this finally going. Um, this has been something that's been a group text for a very long time. 
Uh, oh, my name is Ray. My by the way, my fault. My name is Ray White. Uh, on the mic. On the mic, Ray White. But no, we're real talk. Though. This is a group of friends of mine, uh, real close brothers group text that we finally bring into the podcast. Super excited to have a lot of wisdom, a lot of jokes, a lot of a lot of jokes actually gonna be flying through this. But more importantly, just a conversation that we bring to our group chat to the podcast. Um, yeah, so. You know, I wanted to go ahead and ask the question. Uh, we're doing this through Zoom. If you can watch this, if you're watching this on uh, any social media platform. And we are uh, in the quarantine season, quarantine chilling. I said that in a, in a post. I don't know where that came from. But what's up? How's your quarantine life going? What's, what's, going, what's happening there? Who wants to start? What y'all doing in your quarantine season? Looks like Spence is doing push-ups. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Wearing no sleeves out here. Go ahead, Spence. What are you doing in quarantine? Just because you guys live in Oregon where it's it's 20 degrees does not it's mean, tough. like, out here it's actually hot. Hey, man, what defensive, I, man. You look good, man. Tell yeah. us about the quarantine in uh, California is like. Quarantining in California is, is difficult. I can't really, uh, I can't, I'm in sales, so I can't really work as much. Um, I do, uh, you know, for those of you out there, all my fans, um, I do. <laughs> I do. Um, I Anyways. do themselves to school districts, and as you know, all school districts are closed. So, man, it's been hard. I've got. Um, you sound like you're working like Ray now. Hey now, oh, hey, got no whoa, job. Whoa, whoa. Hey, ho, ho. <laughs> Ray, here's the thing. You say it sounds like I'm working like Ray, but Ray don't got no job, so <laughs> he don't work. Tommy. <laughs> Uh, Ray went on quarantine and got busier. <laughs> Damn, I just got it. <laughs> oh, Ray. it's so funny because it's true. Uh, <laughs> um, no, yeah, so playing, honestly, uh, working out and just trying to do whatever I can do to stay active, taking walks. I've been doing a lot of things that I've been wanting to do but I've been too busy to do. So I think it's like a flip side of the coin is that it's allowed me to slow down and focus on some of the things that I've been putting off or that I've just been wanting to do, but I haven't had time to do, or I'm too tired to do uh, when I get home from work. So uh, that's, that, that's, that's really what quarantine living has been like. I haven't really witnessed the boredom part yet. Um, just because I just, I've, ha I've had some stuff to do, you know, like I said, that, I've, I've been neglecting so what is that one thing you've been neglecting though that's what i want to hear what you've been putting off man is it, is it something that you've been putting off or something that uh you know the honeydew list are you allowed to Ooh. say oh shoot well i ain't gonna talk about those things uh but <laughs> no but <laughs> uh no um you know i think so one of the things is is uh you know just hitting the gym regularly. I bought a home gym like a year ago and uh, it's been sitting in my garage. And just for this time. Just for this uh, time. Just not for to this time. time. I, I, I've, I've had like phases where I've been like hitting it really hard, um, but then I'll stop. But like, but like now that, you know, I'm, I'm at home most of the day, I'm like, shoot, you know, I have everything that's in my gym at the gym here at my house. So, uh, so I've been, I've been doing a lot of that and then reading books, man. You know, I haven't, this is going to be bad. It's going to sound bad, but I haven't finished a book since like college. I literally will sit there and I'll read a book and I'll read like the first half of the book and then I'll just like put it down and get busy and I'll never come back to it. And then I'll come back to it like 
six months later and be like, I don't remember anything I read. <laughs> you had to start all over again. <laughs> so uh, I've been doing a little bit of that and just focusing my attention like solely on my kids when I'm with them um, and not like, you know, thinking so much and dwelling so much on when the next sale's coming in and POs and so on and so forth. Um, it's allowed me to kind of be like, you know, be there in the moment with them. So I think there's lessons to be learned amidst this coronavirus. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. He learned. Stop okay. it. I'm just saying, lesson to be learned. Bubba. Well, let me pull a little bit more out of that. Yeah, let me pull more out of that. We'll, 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 yeah. Bubba, what's well, up with you, man? Quarantine life. I think, uh, you know, Spencer said a lot of good things there. And um, it kind of kind of makes sense for our life as well. Um, very always busy doing something, always on to the next thing. And um, this has been a good time that um, I'm still actually busy with my work in it, but it's given a lot of more free time to spend with uh, people you love, obviously, um, help build relationships, um, all those kind of things. Um, as Spencer kind of was touching on, like, if you look at this whole quarantine thing and you kind of look at it in its face right away and you're just like, oh, this thing is awful. This is awful. Then you're taking a chance of really missing on the beauty that's really coming out of all of this, the beauty that could be had. And um, there's a lot of beauty that can be had in this time. And if you're too busy looking at the negatives, you're going to miss it all. You're going to miss it all. And I think, like I said, I coach a lot of sports and stuff. So this is a good time for me to get to, spend time with my fiance, you know, and uh, really get to iron down with her and get, spend time with my brother, my uh, dad, my mom, all those people and stuff like that. So um, I think this is a good time for us. Okay, Mikey, how's right. quarantine? <laughs> how's quarantine? Quarantine life. Quarantine, right. quarantine life has been, uh, hasn't really slowed down for me much at all. Um, it has placed me at in, inside the house um, after work hours, uh, but right now uh, we're, we're figuring things out with our church and how to do uh, online streaming. So I'm, I'm getting a message together to do the midweek sermon. So that's what I'm doing tonight. Um, so when I can work out, uh, me and Bubba did an aerobic workout in the living room, uh, do things that, you know, I'll be able to go on a run and uh, maybe work for some bands, but that kind of stuff. So the, that's all that changes for after work is the workout time is just now being creative, figuring out how to get it done at home. But that's actually the fun part of it. Um, mixes up the monotony of just, you know, hitting the bench. Um, helps shock the system, get something new going. As far as work goes, work actually picked up for me. Uh, I'm, I'm a chaplain in the jails in downtown, downtown Portland and on the east side of Portland. And uh, we, earlier, Last week, before uh, even before we went into quarantine, just with precaution as, as corona was picking up across the nation, uh, all of our volunteers were suspended. And not a punishment at all, but they were suspended for the fact just to keep them healthy and then keep the inmate population healthy. Uh, so volunteers aren't bringing things in, uh, giving to the inmates uh, as, as far as viral or bacterial or anything like that, and vice versa. Um, and then, so the volunteers, which we have 30 to, 30 to 40 volunteers probably coming in on a regular basis between both jails. Um, so went to just two staffers, uh, my supervising chaplain and myself, uh, run running the jails on our own, which we already have quite a bit of 
administration. And I don't mean running the entire jails, our, our chaplain department. We already have quite a bit of administrative work to do. So now we're adding uh, more time jail side with the inmates because the volunteers aren't doing that, uh, which is good. Essentially, that's what the ministry is about. And, and the admin work allows us to do that stuff. Uh, so actually, now it's going to figuring out what is the right technique and balance to, in a sense, parse energy, like how you would delegate tasks. Uh, well, what can I do today, tomorrow, next week? What can I give someone else? Uh, finding that same mix with energy because it is, when we're going jail side, it's not come to my office and talk. It, it's us going there. Hmm. Um, and, and even one visit can turn into two visits or more visits, however, however long that takes. So yeah, things have picked up quite a bit more. Uh, now I will say this, the jail population and size is shrinking a little bit. Um, because law enforcement is, is practicing some social distancing, doing a lot more citations than arrests, you know, mm -hmm. still violent and, and sexual arrests, those are coming in. Uh, but just precautionary wise, uh, law enforcement is, is kind of respecting what's going on in society, society too. What's, what's the best way to do our job and keep the population heavy, uh, healthy and, and, and keep themselves healthy. And so it's taken a lot of social responsibility even up and down government. Uh, so that's kind of been how my week has gone. Um, we are considered essential. Mm -hmm. um, people look at a job like chaplain and, and say, that, well, that's kind of support staff. Uh, the sheriff just went and said, all of my people are essential for the sheriff's department. So, so yep, still going to work. Um, and then coming home and, and still hustling with, right now I'm trying to, I'm going through a, a axe four and five, if you guys are interested at all. What we have in the Church of Acts is we have this church that comes together in community. Uh, it says they all had everything in common. They, they sold their goods, their fields, and they, they brought them to the, the community and, and the apostles. And it says nobody um, had lack. So it was kind of a, a shared resource system where people worked, they shared their resources, and nobody in the community had lack, everybody was had sufficient. I think that's interesting because that's what our government is trying to go for right now with the stimulus package that they're trying to get cleared in Congress, um, between Congress and the Senate. Uh, so that's what I'm learning right now. That's what I was studying right before I came in here. Uh, and how, how are we doing community and supporting each other? Because the truth is some people can't work. Some people can't do X, Y, and Z. Uh, some people who are socialites are now in a, a social drought. So even how do we support them in that? And what are creative ways of, of communicating, of sharing with one another uh, while the rest of the society is on pause and, and they're you know, saying stay home? Hmm. What about you, Ray? Okay, that's good. That's good. So contrary to what the fellows on the podcast believe, I do work. I, I do. Where? I work. Where? I work at the local hospital here in. Uh, I ain't never seen you there. Stop it! Because you ain't even leave the city. A building with no windows. Building with no windows. The great one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so working in healthcare has been a very interesting deal. Uh, obviously, because the industry that we're in, we got to care for the people, especially those who are affected or who are the most vulnerable in our community in that regard. So. Um, but with my particular work, since I work in IT and I oversee a team of people who are within the IT space, uh, we can do our work from home. So I'm in my garage kicking it. 
uh, throughout the day. Uh, my wife and kids are here as well. So it's been pretty cool to be here and connect with them in between the days. So or in between the day. So I'm able to be here in the mornings in the garage and then ha have lunch with them, play with them for a little bit, uh, come back out here, continue to work and end my day with them. Uh, which has been good. Uh, my wife and I were doing a, a, a pretty cool workout routine where we're doing something active together as well as with the kids. Uh, so involving just the whole family when it comes to being just physically uh, engaged, considering we're in the house oh. all day. Oh, no. Now, Ray, I hope you're being, I'm being careful. I'm just saying. Just oh, here we go. Yes. We know how brittle you are. <laughs> I hope you're being careful. We don't want Ray's to tell off your injury history. If people don't understand this, Ray has weak ligaments. So he is uh, coming up with a lot. Let's of just put it this way. He has trouble stepping off of curbs and in and out of cars. Like it's, it's a really like let's put it this way. He gets nicknames from the injuries yes. that he gets. One of those is bankles. Bankles. short for broke ankles. Okay. Yep. What's the other one? What's another one? Knee brace. Knee brace. <laughs> and then if I remember right, I was told your other name was Pickup. Oh, <laughs> Because oh, after a football practice, he'd have to have a bag of ice on it strapped to each knee like an old man who just got done playing a game of pickup basketball. Oh, <laughs> my God. So Ray's names, his nicknames come from his uh, injuries. Yes. Um, his ligaments. Oh, my God. And I'm still I mean, here. I'm good. If you look at him too hard, you, you <laughs> might break the bone or tear a ligament. I mean... Ah uh, yes, Achilles. I love y'all. I love y'all. MCL, ACL, all them CLs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the Ray, is that why you work at the hospital? <laughs> Ray, do come you, on, right around the corner. Or do you not Ray, work you at back? the hospital because you, you spent a lot of time there already? So they said My you might have a job. No nope. copays. No, no copays. Co hey. That Good boy makes a deductible in January every year. <laughs> <laughs> that boy got crutches on tap at his house. <laughs> Anyways, Ray, go ahead. No, you done? No, keep going. Keep going. Oh, we're done. We're good. We're good. We're good. Talk about my want to make sure you're being careful. Creativity. Make sure your fans understand who you really are. Yes. That's why I got you on, on the podcast. Creativity has been a huge thing in the house. So we've been really creative in just our engagement uh, together. Uh, I'm in the creative with my work. And the, you know, technology has been very helpful when it comes to connecting with staff. Uh, and connect with your work? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I work. Oh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I just, um, one of the creative things, I think that what's kind of spawned this was just uh, not only with the work context, because yes, I do work, but I connect with people with the video chats that we kind of have and just engage with them to make sure that they're good and they have what they need uh, and they're supported by their one-up leader. Um, what I'm, what has been pretty awesome to see from a social perspective is just how uh, uh, the importance of being connected and the importance of being social doesn't have to necessarily stop at the physical context. So I've appreciated that avenues like this have been open where we can hop on a Zoom call real quick and just 
chop it up, have some jokes, you know, check in on one another, see how things are going, <laughs> do game nights with families, uh, have birthday parties, you know, like uh, we, I celebrated a birthday party on Zoom the other night, and that was a new experience. Uh, but, you did a game night on Zoom. How was that? Oh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, we had a good time, good, good time with the family. Hey, but that birthday party, you didn't have to bring no present, huh? What'd you have to do? Give them like a credit card? Or a uh, song. We sang We sang happy birthday. But what'd you do for a present? I ain't never Ooh. had my birthday party. You could have got a gift party. card and then just showed the gift card <laughs> there. This is why I wanted you. And on the website and then downloaded it. This you is where I want party. you to go. As soon as they shook the cursor to take out the screensaver, you was like, surprise! Remember those e-cards? You send those those like e cards to AOL, yeah. They got yep. you got that too. That's exactly what we did. The e cards, the surprise, right. everything. We did it all. Let me just ask you, dude. I'm gonna be a hundred percent. Here we go. Here we go. I've known you for a long time. Yeah, over ten years. I a hundred percent can say, out of all honesty, I still have no clue what you do for work. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm I'm telling you guys. Every time I ask you, it's like healthcare. Like I don't, I don't know what you do. Like I just don't. It's never a clear answer of what you do. Staring at things. Like I don't, I don't know what you. Do. The funny thing is, he just explained it. But I think about it like this: like there's, there's Martin, where there's Tommy, who actually didn't have a job, and that was a name, nickname we gave you, right? But then I think of the movie or the show Friends, really, because ain't nobody could ever know what Chandler really does. And we just right. know he goes to work somewhere. So I think you're like, what, somewhere. Chandler? Right. Today, Ray, when even when you're talking about your meeting with your staff today online <laughs> through Zoom call, I'm sitting here thinking, I know this brother had a shirt and tie and then basketball shorts on under the table. <laughs> hey, I know no. you didn't get all the way dressed for that. I had a sweater. I had actually a sweater on. Uh, usually I have a hat on, uh, but I didn't wear a hat today. But yeah, I just wore I wore a straight up sweater. Uh, and Spencer, healthcare IT. Okay. I am a supervisor. That's the first over, I've heard of this. Shut up! You've heard this before. <laughs> I am a supervisor over the Epic app, one of the Epic teams, Epic application. What's so, Epic? Revenue cycle. Epic is the uh, electronic medical recording system that we use uh, for patients. Um, in the system, and the team that I oversee handles all the revenue side of everything. So, so I Ray, remember Epic when I was when, in my pharma days. I remember when Ray oh. has like when Ray has something hurting, he'll just send out an email blast, and in the middle of it, he'll mix in his X-ray. Say, oh, how'd that get in there? You might take it a look at it though. You might take it a look. Check it out. So, hey. so Ray, with this quarantine time, have yeah. you found more time to make? tiktok videos that's what i want to know i actually Ooh. have not made any more tiktok videos yet i'd have found some few dances that i might try but is there an age limit to those things no man there's actually a hashtag hashtag over 30 hashtag over 40 it stops there's, counting numbers at that point <laughs> there are no. people on tiktok over the age of whatever high school age that are dominating the tiktok space if you didn't have a job, would you tell us or would you just tell us that you were an IT over the uh, Epic program at Kaiser Health? Yeah, because I thought I did see your resume on Indeed. Here we go. Indeed. <laughs> I, just, I wouldn't tell y'all nothing. 
so we don't know. Yeah. So we have no clue. We need to have no idea (laughs) if I have a job or what I do. Anyway, yes. You guys saw that picture he sent the other day of him working? I saw that same setup at Ikea uh, right down the street from my house. I'm telling you. So... So Ray brings up a good point because I asked, um, honestly, guys, I uh, I asked in our, in our group message, like, how do you keep such good relationships with such distance? And this is a, it's a quick, um, quick, we have, how are we keeping our relationships with our work in this little social distancing? But I really wanted to look at it as how do we keep our good relationship with us? Mm. Yeah. And yet we <clears throat> see Spencer again, what? once yeah. to two times a year and that yep. we went we went a seven year stint without seeing him yeah um right i mean you you're busy with your family and stuff so i know we see you as much as we can but it's not as much and stuff. so like what do you guys do to make sure you guys stay connected in that i, I think that's a good that's an amazing question like how have we kept this going especially like we went we did go like a good you know six seven years and we didn't even see each other we have plenty of stories to live off of, though. We had exactly like we had so many things that we experienced together mm-hmm. at short period of time in college. Mm-hmm. I think are just we built like such a big bond. I mean, Mikey, you were going through things that we we worked through. I was going through things. Ray. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. we all kind of we all were kind of like and then it was it was it's funny because like I don't feel like I'm any more closer to either any of you guys than I am the other and that's what I was telling Denise about Denise life I was telling her about um you know the other day I'm like man it's so crazy how each person in this group brings a different dynamic to the group and it's like I'm like I said I'm no more closer to Ray than I am to Bubba or to Bubba than I am to Mikey but when I'm alone with you guys, we talk about three different things. You know, like it's 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 are we not really talk about three different things, but the 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 it's it's just there's different things that we share and different you know uh, themes about our relationship. I guess I, I'm lack of a better word, basically. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bond that just it doesn't like. I feel like even though I didn't see you guys for six seven years, the moment we saw each other it was just like we saw each other yesterday. So. Um, and, and it's even been amplified now that we have Marco Polo, Leo, <laughs> and then um, we've got a uh, you know you know we now we have these Zoom calls, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> as Mikey mentioned, we had a lot of stories that we worked off of that kind of helped with the uh, with the, <laughs> with the time between. <laughs> yep, a lot of stories that we have from college days that I, I feel like every time we get together. There's at least a solid like two hours of us talking about our college days again, which is all oh, yep. reminiscent. It's great. But then, yes, in, stepping into the 21st century with the technology that's available, I think we have, I don't know, we have Marco Polo. We got a group uh, text message and a group Instagram that I know of. Uh, those three things that we rotate frequently when it comes to conversations between us. And now we're adding Zoom to this too. Uh, so I, I think there's an aspect of, we know that there is aspects and places where we can connect and where we can engage. Um, and what I also appreciate about this group is that there's not an expectation that we have to be on like all the time or 
connect every day or whatever. It's like, hey, like if something's happening, we'll talk. And if, you know, there's times are busy because, again, we have work and family and a lot of things going on, like we understand and that's happening. But when the time does come where we do come back together, we pick it right back up where we left off. And it continues to be that strong bond because that expectation is not as heavily set on one another to do something on a regular basis in that context. Mm -hmm. I think, um, and Mikey, I want to hear your perspective on it, but I think for each person, like if anyone's listening to this, I don't know how many followers Ray actually really has, but if anybody's listening to this. Wait, one, two, three. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) But if anybody's listening, it's like, you got to do what you got to do for yourself first. And then, so if I'm someone who needs the constant contact, then it's up to me to do the constant contact. But you also can't hold other people to the same expectation that you need. So that's the number one thing that Ray just said right there is we're relaxed. We're relaxed. We know that, um, <laughs> honestly, Spencer got married and we didn't even know it. <laughs> we saw it on Facebook one day. <laughs> mm. and, but nobody was ticked out of me there because it's kind of like, his life circumstances at the time is like, hey, we, you had to do what you had to do. Yep. Mikey, what are you thinking? Uh, it kind of plays along those lines as I'm, I'm thinking just just common, uh, I don't want to say common interest, but there are certain things in common with us. And like you said, Spencer, you helped see me, all of you did really at, at some point, all of you helped see me through a pretty hard part in college, you know, just I think we had – I think we had that comfortability with one another to share our struggles. Um, and ultimately, every one of us here had other people on campus we were cool with. Mm-hmm. Every one of us here had other people on the teams that we played on that we were cool with. But we found each other and we came together and that hasn't split. And I think it is because of a, sort of a, a commonality that runs between us. Not to say we all think exactly the same. Not to say we all listen to the same thing at the same time, which a lot of our interests, just by nature of who we are, are similar. But I'm not even saying that has to be the matchup. But there are some things that gird us together. We were all uh, black men coming to small white campus. Uh, we, we've seen um, s- sort of uh, what it looks like to have social elites around hmm. and, and might look down on you. And then we've also been in situations where we've been the privileged ones. Um, and, and when we recognize that, I think that is kind of what took the wall down to allow us to share in some of the painful things you don't share with other people. And those are those precious things that are kept in confidence those are those precious things that are kept amongst one another. Those are those precious things that you would just tell anyone else. And once you have that share and that true trust, then it is without cliche, like, like a brotherhood, because you can come back without even having communication for a while and relationship is not severed in, in, in the slightest. And like we said, even Spencer, you went through some things and you guys made a decision and then we got filled in later. Great. Everybody was like, we're happy for you. We're happy yeah. for you. Bubba, you and your fiance are talking through things right now, but things are looking like coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, you and yours, 
you and yours found each other and, and, and you guys went forward, you built this whole life right away. And it, it's, you know, I'm not saying right away like it was easy, but mm -hmm. coming from different experiences, but there are similarities, there are commonalities and being able to share. And what I love is we have these common experiences, but sort of kind of even like what Spencer said, if I go around and ask each of you about the same thing, there's going to be a different perspective which you answer from. And the answers will be slightly different. And I think all equal in their own right and, 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 and all adequate in their own right. And I think that's beauty. And you see how there's even diversity even within a group that looks alike where people might look at us and say, you're diverse from a major culture, but you yourselves, you're not that diverse as a group. Mm -hmm. Look at the diversity of thought. Mm -hmm. And then if you get down to the finer points, even with our race and backgrounds, there, there are finer diversities there. But I think there's a, a, a respect for that that we hold. I think each of us know, Spencer, you remember last year, you and I hadn't spoken in a while, um, but there were some issues with uh, my girlfriend's family and rental car and you know kids were sick and can they work with us oh I go well let me call Spence ring ring Spence picks up on the first or second ring oh what's up dog it's like okay we had it and I could ask him real questions knowing this is the guy I trust to give me real answers mm -hmm. when I look at this panel right here at a different point and place in society there are three different voices that I can pull on right here and get an answer that I trust, an answer that's not going to blow smoke up my rear end, and an answer that is going to be able to look at things from a different perspective for me that's backed out and seeing the whole thing, and then also how they would experience um, the situation themselves with the balance of doing empathy, putting ourselves in the situation, but also being able to be backed out and say, okay, I'm not the one being taxed emotionally by it. So let me help you think through this because you are the one who, who might be guided by the emotion. Yeah. So I, I yeah. appreciate that from each of you. Hmm. Yeah. I think um, one of the big things you said was trust. I mean, that's the big thing is you got to find your, your, you got to find a way to go ahead and trust each other. And um, I tell high school kids, I love, I love the thought of college because college is the biggest equalizer ever out there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter right away. We all come in at different things and then we're all poor kids mm -hmm. in dorm rooms. Yep. Everybody has to go through. I ain't got no more money on my meal card. I got to go to Winco and get big things of ramen noodles. Ramen. Or we all know which person we need to hit up to say, hey, go talk to her. She got that card that has extra money. She don't be eating much, you know, oh, stuff yeah. like that. So, but we stayed up all night. We going through things. I think about it when you're in high school, you break up with a girlfriend, a girlfriend breaks up with you. You're devastated. You can go in your room kind of your dorm room, you got you got your boy right there. So if you're yeah. gonna cry in the corner, he's gonna be like, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you guys are gonna work through things like that together. And so I laugh because we tell stories all the time. We tell all the stories all the time. But the stories that we talk about a lot of times at one point were painful for us. Mm. Yep. We learned how to find humor in it. 
and we've learned how to bond over it because they are something that we have conquered you know whether it's an ex-girlfriend and i had a hard time at this point and everybody was right there and then now it's like oh man you remember when she was doing this yeah absolutely you know and it's stuff we can laugh about and so like we we talk about we tell stories all the time but the stories they weren't good in the in the face Mm-mm. of it. no no yeah. and, and and what it was was it was that band of brothers that who did you go through the fire with Yep. And that's where that trust come in. You had to open yourself up to trust people. And me and Mikey came from Linfield where we, at that point, almost didn't trust anybody. And we'll talk about that stuff more importantly with um, with our own individual interviews or later again. But mm-hmm. I know that if we had to open up to trust and then that's where this builds this. You know what I mean? And I think about that with all of our relationships. How do you get all through all that trust? And yeah, I mean... Yeah, it seems like we were in college forever, but college is only four years of our life. We we were there two years of your guys' life in your four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you were. Wow. So it's like in two years, I feel like I was even there only one year of it. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's just though we just kind of all kind of dove in and said, hey, we're going to trust each other. We're going to go off of each other and stuff like that. I just know that some of them stories that hurt then still hurt now. But y'all keep bringing them up. <laughs> right, how's Hawaii? Opening the wounds, man. I'll be sitting uh, like, hey, the more we laugh about Ray. them, the more the less they're gonna hurt, right? Come on. You want to heal. You want to heal, but it can't catch a break. Every time I see y'all, <laughs> the same story. Keep ripping off the scab. Not even I'll be like, man, uh, here we go again, reliving them things. Yep, the truth is, can you believe that though? between this group we all saw each other through breakups yeah we are all there for one another and we all saw the other in that kind of pain and and and, and that kind of especially when you're in your young 20s it's, uh, yeah. y'all remember bluetooth girl yeah i saw one one of my guys had a bluetooth and was like a pager and connected it was like <laughs> one of my know. guys <laughs> One of, one of my guys in this group <laughs> had a Bluetooth that he had in his ear. I think I think he played football with the Bluetooth in her ear in case she called at that point. He might called and he was like, hello. And you okay. know, he was, Let he me wasn't tell ever the on story. the field. He wasn't even on the field, so he could talk on the sideline and nobody knew right. what he was doing. <laughs> These are one of those painful situations that you bring up. Now, I, I, short, long story short, uh, I had a for those who are listening, the three, um, I, I had a girlfriend in in uh, college who required me. She was back home mm-hmm. relationship. She required me to wear Bluetooth. This is gonna sound really crazy at all times, and not just to wear it in case she called. No, to be have her on the phone <laughs> through the Bluetooth so that she can hear my everyday reactions. Oh. I'm talking about going to class. I'm talking about going to the locker room all the way up until changing for football. I'm talking about then leaving. Going you ate by yourself. I wouldn't even be talking. Like I would just be, she would just be on there listening all day long to everything. This was before unlimited data too. So I know your parents were looking at the oh. phone bill like, what? The two way. Oh, I had that Metro PC, yes. So <laughs> I had that unlimited. So Spencer, we're gonna talk about stories. Oh, we're talking about Bluetooth. What is 
the one lesson you could pull now away from that Bluetooth season and with, with Bluetooth girl? With a girl? I think, um, yeah. I, one, the one lesson that I wish I would have done is I was so, that was my sophomore year. That was before you, we became like really tight between us. I think like maybe that second half of that year was actually when we, when all of us kind of started to, you know, get tight. And that was coincided with me breaking up with her, you know, that fresh, you know, going into the second half of my sophomore year coming out of, out of the Christmas break. And it was just that she's a prime example of the fact that I was always wanting to be in some sort of relationship when I was in college. Mm. And, it, and it actually hurt me. I mean, it was one of the reasons why I dropped so many classes and I had to make mm junior and senior year mm -hmm. it was her like literally I spent all of my extra time when I wasn't doing football when I wasn't you know when I was supposed to be studying and doing what I'm supposed to do chasing around behind some girl so I I I uh yeah that was the lesson I would if I if I were to do anything different I probably would have been just single while I was in college instead of trying to chase around behind a girl and then you know spending a lot of my time doing that and not focusing on my studies um, I graduated though. I got hey. my degrees. It's, it's, it's so funny because I mean, I think we all have had some girl that's acquired a lot of attention and you, you feel like you need to be in relationships so much that you're so busy into this one relationship that you're missing out on all of these relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the funny thing is like, you're like, I'm a relationship guy. I'm a relationship guy. Well, you think you're a relationship guy, but you're really kicking a lot of good relationships to the side because yep. you're so overwhelmed with this one. Yeah. I think, I think as to that, and is yeah the type of relationships that we i well we are investing in the type of relationships that are definitely providing fruit and providing you know a lot to our our soul's identity and our mindset and that's important and and just being able to um and just to speak to the testament of you all being friends for over 12 years you know that this has been that type of perspective of sowing the right relationship or sowing the right engagement with the right people and how that's going to provide lifelong relationships um, beyond, you know, trials and, and even triumphs too, just whatever it is that is uh, in our way to, of a barrier. But what you yeah. Well, you, you know what? I think about it right now. And we look at, and I think again, we all were at that point. Now we all end up, when you kind of sow yourself into the right relationships, like you're saying, we all end up with great people right now, as far as your wives, my fiance, Mikey's girlfriend, great people that want us to have our other relationships. They don't want us to not have them. They're not trying to pull us aside right. and say, hey, you're mine and you can't do this. No, and that's why they're great relationships is because they understand that those other relationships are huge to us and they're very accommodating and they're very encouraging of it. In fact, like you guys need to go do something. You guys right. do need to talk to each other and stuff like that. That's the difference between uh, codependence and interdependence. Interdependence says, uh, I'm good. Uh, I depend on my other or a friend because we can benefit one another and help each other out and we can accomplish something together. But if they're not there, I'm still good. But my happiness is predicated on that where codependence says, 
I need you to be okay with me and I need you to do this for me to be okay. And I think about those things and, and even Spencer, as we're talking about your Bluetooth relationship, that was overly taxing on you. <laughs> that was overly taxing on you. And that was absolutely codependent because she needed the security of knowing Spencer is being loyal to me. I have Spencer's attention uh, and, and I am the, I, I am Spencer's world right now and look how taxing that was on you. Yeah. Which I'm not saying relationships aren't going to be taxing, but I think a healthy relationship has tax and reward for both parties. Is, and, and that's that interdependence. Uh, right. it's, it's not that it's not that healthy relationships romantically or with friends are cakewalks or not, but you give from me, or you, you, you give to me, I give to you. You take from me, I take to you. And it's taxing and sometimes, and it's very rewarding and sometimes in both ways, not just overly bearing taxing on one person yeah. so we can come to an agreement. Yeah, and his relationship was taxing on me because as he was sitting on the side on the Bluetooth, I couldn't make enough jokes up. Like I was having a hard time thinking of a new <laughs> joke to make fun of the guy with. And it was like, man, another day, like, give me a break, Spencer. And he just kept every day in the cafeteria sitting anyway. by himself with <laughs> Bluetooth in. And I just, Gosh, I, I remember out. that. You guys, I, I literally would like I would literally go and I would be in the cafeteria. Everybody would be sitting together. I would go and sit by myself on my gosh dang Bluetooth, talking to this girl, and and we never even. I mean, uh, it was just. That's when we introduced you to sugar and your spaghetti too. Like Ooh. you were in a whole different world. Remember when Ray got a hold of that? We look at that's Ray. a whole different conversation. It looked like Ray had Ray like fifteen sweet and low packs lined up. <laughs> you guys remember fancy sauce? Oh, the fancy sauce. Oh. Make your own fancy sauce. Mm -hmm. Cat Cavern? Oh. Mondays at Cat Cavern? Fried chicken quesadillas? Mondays at Cat Cavern? I still have weight I haven't lost because of Cat Cavern. <laughs> still here. <laughs> <laughs> on the intermittent fasting just to pull off some weight from years ago. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. Wow. Anyway. I believe it. Bubs, did you, did you play sports? Oh. Three all the way through college. How about you? <laughs> Dang. Conversation over. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess before we get to Mikey, put some context. Yes, uh, we all play sports together. <laughs> we all play football said, together. <laughs> push that button. Noted. Duly noted. I played one, I won, but I didn't know you were gonna throw the three out there. I didn't even know you played three sports. Believe. <laughs> Yeah, that one loaded. Bang, Three sports, yes. Someone read my notes before this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're all athletes or former athletes, uh, one way or another, one or three sports. If you're about uh, yep, and uh, <laughs> play football together at uh, at uh, three, Division Three College, Wyoming University. That's how we got to know each other, met each other. And uh, grew. You didn't uh, have to say Division Three. Nobody, you didn't even know that. Well, NCAA college. You could have said it was an NCAA. It's a okay. detail-oriented level of ball. Yes, <laughs> very focused. Anyway, you have, you have to love the game to go there and play. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> you have to. Yeah. You're damn right. You have to. <laughs> Make you go to class too. Yep. Got to do all the homework. Man. Remember them stats class? Anyway, Mikey. I didn't go to class. Oh, no. Don't go past stats class. 
Oh my don't god. Don't listen to everybody that said you don't have to go to class in college if you go to that type of school. That's not true. <laughs> true at all. Oh, it, it wasn't true. I, I listened to it my freshman and sophomore year. <laughs> the classes, all junior senior year. Man, that was a bad move. Got the word to anyone though who is looking at small college if you go to a division three. You're looking at the uh, academic side just as much as the athletic side. And you might not think that on your recruit trip. You might just think I'm the man. I'm just come and play ball, do what I want. Hey, years later, and even at the end of year one or two, you're going to find out it's the wrong attitude. Right. And I'm going to tell you. Yep. And you're still, and you're still dedicating yourself to film time, weight room time, and practice time. Mm-hmm. And going to school and do all the homework on top. Yep. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you, make sure it's somewhere that you know you can live. Cause look at Ray. Yep. He always he was neglecting saying he was a Cali boy all the time. And he probably still have a California license. And he'd been out of the game for about 10 years now. I bet you that's a California shirt right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. a Kaiser a young life. Kaiser. <laughs> one thing you. I will say as well though, one thing I will say is I remember my brother Bubba, uh as we were recruiting athletes, uh, he would say, you're looking for a school where you can see yourself, where you can see yourself possibly living. You wanna talk about that little Bubba? Sorry, Ray, I'm not trying to take it. No, go ahead, man. I thought that was just really important for young folks. Yeah. When when you're looking at schools, I I always try to tell kids this still because I recruited kids for nine years to uh, Willamette University and stuff but i always ask him always see yourself where you could end up living like i like i said even right he's living in an area that you grew up his whole entire life in california and ended up out here and the way that this this system is designed is that when you go to school they you go through all these classes and these classes are helped to get you internships. You go do internships. You go do studies. You start meeting a lot of people. You network right there in that city to where the people there love you if you do well, obviously. And then they're offering you jobs. So it's always when I say, don't just look at the program itself with football, but look at where you can see yourself ending up. Is Salem a town that you could end up in? Is McMinnville a town you could end up in? Is Portland a town you could end up in? in Newburgh and all those things and yeah there's little sub towns around that you might be integrated but they all kind of really make up of the same kind of thing so it's really one of those things that um me and Mikey we ended up coming over uh Willamette and I haven't ever since I started working in Salem I haven't stopped working in Salem since mm-hmm. the year 2000 and what was it 12 nine Oh, oh working. Yeah, working. Yep. I started 2011 working. working. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm still here. No, hey, let's sit, let's sit here for a minute because I, I do <sighs> think that there is a lot to be said of what college to choose, especially if you're an athlete. I mean, I think that's what we share quite a few identities uh, together. Um, and I know we're going to have individual podcasts where we'll talk specifically about that for your story. But collectively, you know, there's an element here that we, you know, we, we are athletes, you know, we are young, we, you know, we're in a profession We a lot of us um, are in a city where I guess, Spence, you went back home, but <laughs> we, we went to a school that's outside of our comfort zone, you know, so kind of like, and Spence, I want you to hear from your perspective too, because 
you like how did you hear about Willamette like what was your decision in choosing the school kind of what did you get the similar pitch that Mikey and Bubba were sharing when they were recruiting kids or even their experience as well like what was that dynamic for you well for me it was a little bit of a different um like trek I was I was being recruited by a bunch of other colleges and um I was in, in I was being recruited by Sac State and Weber State and then also Puget Sound and then Willamette kind of came on at the end. And I had gone to visits to all these places and I liked them. And my mom, uh, it was funny because my, my coach approached me, actually Mike Plank, my coach, Mike Plank, um, a former uh, Willamette football player, alumni basketball player, coach there. Um, he, he approached my coach and then talked to my parents. And uh, my parents were like, you should give Willamette a try. And I'm like, what's Willamette, right? And and I, and I didn't want to give it a try because it wasn't D1, it wasn't D2, it wasn't, you know, so <clears throat> I didn't I didn't really have any, any interest in being there, but what drew me to Willamette so much was when I went on my visit, it was completely different than all of the other visits that I went on because it felt like a family, and I just felt, I had this feeling of, you know, that, that, that they just kind of welcomed me in. It just felt, it, it's hard to explain the feeling, but it just felt like a family. I felt like I, that, that's where I, I'm supposed to be. Um, that's where I need to be. Um, and the recruiting visit completely changed my mind. My, my mom basically made me go on the visit. And then when I got there, there was just this, this feeling when I met the players, the way the players treated me. Um, and then it continued as we, as, you know, as we went along. Um, you know, there was always this sense of family. And, and it's a testament to, shoot, I got three brothers, you know, who I've never had a brother growing up, but I got three brothers now. Um, you know, don't look behind me. It's you. It's more <laughs> 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 But, but I, and, I, and I just, I, I, it's a testament to just the culture that we had at the school um, and, and what was developed, you know, at least while we were there. Um, and we had a really good, like, family culture there where we all kind of, um, you know, linked up. And, and that's what drew me to Willamette. Um, I could never leave, live in Salem, though. I couldn't live in work. <laughs> it's too rainy. It's the weather. But I mean, uh, but I do agree with you, Bubs. If, if you're looking, if you're, if you are, are looking for a, if you're you know, an athlete that's going to go to a D3 school, um, you definitely um, want to go to a place where you wouldn't, where you could see yourself living. So I have a question for you, uh, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Why did you leave? Because when I look at this, um, we have a bunch of people that have um, still stayed around here. Um, obviously, it's easy for me and uh, Mikey because our family lives here as well. But within that, I haven't left Salem area as far as work because maybe I got plugged in even while I was in school. I know, Ray, you got plugged into a lot of things around, including Salem Alliance and stuff like that around here in Young Life and stuff. And so, Spence, I'm wondering, like, what made you say, I'm going back? Did you feel like maybe you had a family and you weren't connected with the community as much? Or did you feel like you couldn't stay here and maybe we did a different bit with connecting with our community and I know me and Mikey had to get jobs that was it you know what I mean so that put us in the community um Ray obviously people sought him out and then he kind of did that so I want to know like how did that end up where you did leave 
Um, you know, I think there's a couple of factors that played a part. One of those things was was family, really. Um, my family, all my family, I very, very, I mean, very, very um, like tight, tight relationship with my dad and with my with my mom, and 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 I just I I I missed I missed them like right leading up leading up to like graduating and, and everything. I really I really wanted I, I missed home a lot. And I think the, not only that, I also had a job back home waiting for me. Mm. Uh, my sophomore year, the summer of my sophomore year, I started in, I started my sales career profession. Um, I didn't know that that was something I was going to continue to do, but I was making really good money doing it. So waiting at home for me was a, was a for sure job where I could immediately get my own place and start supporting myself without any, any problems at all. Um, and, and then my family was there. Um, so that, that's really what drew me back home. Um, it, in all honesty, it didn't really have anything to do with the, the weather really. I mean, it, it, it was a lot, it had a lot to do with my family being back there. Um, I would have loved to stay in Salem because that's where all my friends were at. You know, that's where, you know, so that's one of the things that that's kind of one of the drawbacks with going back home is, you know, shoot, I only see you guys you know, hopefully twice a year, you know? So there was a, a, a drawback from that, but I think the two um, factors that really played a part in me going back was my family being back back there. And then also that I just had uh, had a, a job waiting for me. I had already had built, you know, two, two and a half years working there in the summers and, in the, you know, all over the winter break. And I was doing really good. So, you know, I was like, hey, this is kind of a for sure thing until I figure out exactly what I want to do. Well, hey, uh, we've been talking for a good minute. Um, you know, something that a couple things that I wanted to do with almost bedtime. Is that what you said? Bubba's bedtime. Bubba's bedtime. By the time Mikey got on here, jeez. <laughs> I know, man. That was me, but yeah. Now, CP we've been, now, us three, we've been talking for a good amount of time. Mikey I wasn't set up right. I was like, so Bubba, uh, oh, my Ray, we're going to zoom and Ray's just going to take the audio. Bubba said, no. You're gonna take the video. So okay, yeah, I think let's go good. find a good shirt. Find a good shirt. As you can see, cut That's off. Where he came uh, with. <laughs> right. <laughs> no logos, collar. All day. Hey, uh, two things I wanted to do. Uh, one is to give and like just one thing of encouragement for the week. Um, I, I something I when I think about you fellas is that you're encouraging for me as well, and the things that you produce into the world is also encouraging for other people. Uh, in your circle of influence. So just providing what is that one thing that we can give some encouragement to somebody, uh, whether, in, you know, in this context, we're talking about relationships, uh, we're talking about building, you know, salt, sewing in really good relationships or just building that foundation with some good people in your life. And, you know, that could be the basis, but just anything in the, anything in nature in the season that we're in, what's encouragement for that end? And something, and the last thing I want to do is, I haven't heard this on other podcasts before, but just closing in prayer. You know, I, I just, I, I thought about that halfway through the day today. And I was like, you know, I don't have, I don't hear many podcasts other than the ones of actual church sermons where they're closing in prayer. And I just feel like as, as all of us men in faith, um, if, if one of y'all would like to close us out in prayer, that'd be great. It's just to end out the podcast. Cause I like, yep. Hey, you know, I looked to you, Mikey, but I didn't want to put you on the spot. But I'm putting I you all the time. Yep, there it is. Uh, but anyway, uh, just we'll start with one thing you want to encourage the listeners, the audience uh, for this week, and then we'll close out in prayer and we'll uh, figure out what if we're doing this again. 
Who's up first? You. Go with you, Bubba. All right, then. Here we go. Hey, well, it's Monday, y'all. It's my <laughs> Mondays. For all y'all Ray followers that uh, followed me first, and then you guys know <laughs> all three of y'all. Case of Mondays. This actually, actually really applies to right now. I was talking about one time of finding beauty in all of the mess. And so especially with this COVID-19 right now, finding beauty in all of the mess. You know, we can look at these days. Today was a rainy day and say, man, this is a rainy day. It's sucky. But we need those rainy days to appreciate the beautiful days, to get the flowers to bloom, to get all the things, to get the rainbows out. So how in this do we use this mess and make and look for the beauty? So find the beauty in all of the mess. That's what I would encourage you to do in this time. Like we all kind of said, we're making sure we're using this time to spend time with loved ones. We're using this time to make ourselves spiritually healthier, physically healthier, and emotionally healthier. I like it. I like it. Mikey, what about you? Uh, as I think about COVID-19, this pandemic, as I think about uh, quarantine and and not having maybe access to all resources. Uh, I, I in, in light of Acts chapters four and five, I think about the idea of communion, not competition, and and how in times of chaos and in times of uh, controversy, in times of calamity, how we are to come together in, in communion, not competition. That includes honesty with one another. Uh, that includes support for one another. Whatever that may look like for each of us in this time, it doesn't always have to look like the same time for everyone. And then I also think honesty with with ourselves and God is, is, is where it starts. And uh, as I think about Acts chapter four, four, four and five, uh, those are kind of the main things I pull out of that. So uh, how can we have community and not competition in this time uh, rooted in, in all honesty? Nice, nice. I will next and then give you spend some minute. Uh, yeah, the one thing I'll encourage for everybody is just a sense of being optimistic in this season. Um, I think a lot about just my leadership. I think a lot about leadership in general and how important it is for leaders in this space of unknown to step in and feel like, you know, how can they, how can we stay optimistic in this space where there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of changes happening around us and knowing that there's people following that need direction, need guidance and um, it's not to say that you have to be unrealistic in this in the in the situation, but just what does it look like to be to to continue to set the tone in a way that shows that yep we're gonna figure this out we're gonna come together we're gonna be in community as we work through it and and continue to step forth and march together in this space uh, even when it's unknown even when it's scary even when there's a lot of fear and doubt and worry but still provide hope still provide encouragement and optimism in the midst of the season. Um, so that's one encouragement that I myself am reflecting on and encouraging other people to uh, as folks that I'm leading in, in the job that I have <laughs> uh, to be optimistic in this time uh, when it's really hard to be uh, when there's a lot going on. Spence, what about you? Um, <clears throat> one of the, the, the biggest encouragements that I have, and I've, I've kind of been preaching this on my Facebook page a lot, is, is finding someone um, to love. You know, um, and what I mean by that is every day I try and challenge myself to find someone that day to love. Um, you know, Jesus challenged us to love our brothers and our sisters, to love our neighbors. Um, and and I think that 
if we focus our minds on each day finding someone to show love uh, to, and, and, and this was something that I was, you know, challenging myself to do before this coronavirus um, thing, but even more so now, people need love. People need that gesture. It might not be saying, hey, I love you, but it might be in your actions and being a beacon for the community, for the people around you, um, just showing support and unconditional, I, I don't need anything back. I'm giving you this, or I'm telling you this, or I'm investing this time, or I'm helping you, whereas I could be too busy to help you, but I'm gonna take that time out to just find someone to love that day. Um, and I think that people need it more than ever. There's so many people who go throughout their life and they might feel like no one really loves them. Um, and they might hide it and you might not know, um, but you never know what you can crack into by just taking that extra split amount of time to just to just love them in whatever, whatever way that means, because there's no real set definition. But a lot of times God will speak to you and share with you, you know, and, and you know, he'll share with you um, that moment that you can, you know, love on someone that might need it that day. Hey, real quick before Mikey prays, uh, mm -hmm. big ups to Ray White and doing this for everybody and um, making sure you keep a good positive uh, message going. You've been doing this for a while and super proud of you, bro. And the world needs more people like you. So good job, bud. Much love, Ray. Way to find a way. Hey, appreciate y'all yep. uh, stepping on and, and being part of this platform with me. Uh, I know one of my things when I started all this was to share the platform. I didn't want to make this about me anyway. I, I know like with you three especially and, and a lot of the people that I know that have doing some great things and, and very encouraging in their spaces to let this be a shared space for that. So I'm excited that we finally get to do this. Uh, I know we've talked about this off record, uh, offline that, you know, what it would look like for us to get together and do this on a regular basis. And now it's finally happening. We're kind of forced to do it <laughs> from, a, from the world's perspective, but uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a reason why that we're doing this is reason why we're here. So I'm happy that y'all uh, took some time in your night to share some wisdom and share some stories and share some laughs and also some encouragement for others too. And I know we're going to do this again. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to flaunt and say that we're not going to do this again. So we're going to for sure do this again and make this a regular occurrence. So thanks for joining in. As long as we do this in between your work hours. Good. Anyway, Mikey. Please close this out before this is something else crazy. Let's go to the Lord. Father, we just thank you for uh, your presence in this time. We thank you for your presence in times when we don't understand how, when, where. Uh, we don't understand the reasons. We don't understand the cause. And we don't understand what the finish line looks like. Uh, and all that, let us just keep grasp and, and, and keep full faith and knowledge and head and heart that you are good. And that ultimately you have the victory. Uh, Father, as we go forth this week, help us to figure out how to find somebody to love every day. How to uh, to walk out that love and not just talk and let it become fruitful. Uh, help us to find optimism for 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 gloom times. Help us to to always uh, help us to be that person when when people find themselves in the middle of a battle to know we are the peacemakers to, to, to help us to be that person who is, who is the optimistic uh, uh, outlook, who is the voice of full reason, but ultimately who, who, who is the voice of 
the Lord's joy, as, as David says in Psalms 51, Lord, restore to us the joy of your salvation. And let us that be real every day. Uh, Father, I also pray that you help us to find the beauty in, in every situation. Um, like we say, so many things are out of our control. So many things look like at times they're on the decline when we're in the middle of it. Help us to have an eternal perspective, your perspective to back out, find the beauty in every situation, and then look at to where you're affecting for the good. For, for you do say all things work out for the good for those who believe. Uh, and, and, and Father, uh, finally help us just as we seek to walk in community, not competition with our neighbors, um, not even in competition with ourselves. But that happens when we come to you in full honesty of who we are and who you are. And when we put those in the right order, Father, we can then see the world from your perspective. We can then see our neighbors from your perspective. Uh, going forward, Father, we pray for all of our government officials, local government all the way uh, to national government, everyone mixed in there with the CDC, with the FDA, with all the cabinets, with all the boards, with all the committees, the Senate, with, with um, the House of Representatives. Father, we just pray your wisdom in this time. We pray that you slow the virus, that your supernatural hand works uh, in, in, uh, in our bodies as this ugly thing uh, takes new forms and new shapes and attacks people that we are learning attacking people younger and younger by age. Uh, ultimately, we know you are good. You have dominion even as, as the Bible demonstrates, even over uh, things which are evil. And so, Father, we pray that uh, we just pray your healing be injected into the United States, your healing be injected into the world, and that we just lift you up and glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate sure. it. We'll go ahead and uh, cap it here. Tune in next time, next week, two weeks, next <laughs> month. Hey, do you need my W nine so that you, I can bill? Like, how do I bill you for this? Or is it ten ninety nine, fool? Ten ninety. Well, I can use a W nine as well. You use W nine as well? I don't know. I ain't believe nothing. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll probably find a way to edit this in. But if y'all want to plug any social, social media that y'all want people to follow you in, I know Mikey ain't on social like that. Spencer uh, Bubba said no. So anyway, moving on. We'll tune in next week. Oh, www.jesusmoments.com. Okay. But there's a three. At Chef underscore Spence. Oh, M-O-M-3 M-T-S. Okay. We'll probably plug that in the show notes so people would right, put a little thing right there. Yeah. At Chef underscore Spencer. It's on Instagram. What, what are they going to do there? Spencer Britton on uh, Facebook. What are they going to do there? They're going to put a check mark on there pretty soon. <laughs> But, uh, no check. We're in negotiations. Uh, what are they gonna do there? Check mark. Anyway, tune in they next. Said week. I they said I'm following more people than that that follow me, so I got to get my follows down. Are you still talking, Mark? Huh? Wait, I'll wait. So you're making cuts, huh? What, huh? That's so you're making cuts. You have to unfollow people. Oh yeah, huh? People. You got to what, huh? Can I mute him? Is that possible? <laughs> Anyway, all right. Tune in next week, y'all. Thanks so much, fellas, for stepping onto the podcast, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Peace.
Thanks so much for listening to On The Mic with Ray White. And before you leave, I got a few asks for you. First, connect with me on social media and let me know what your thoughts are on this episode. You can find me on my personal page at Ray Devante on all social accounts and this podcast at OTM Podcast on Instagram. Next, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening device. Make sure that you go ahead and find On The Mic with Ray White on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And make sure that you let me know that you're listening. And finally, share this episode with a friend. Take the time to send them a link or tag them on your social media platforms and start the conversation around them, around the reflective topics and the questions on this episode. Thanks so much. And don't forget to share your story with others. Peace.